2: I, the first time, like, I've been to places where that wasn't an option. It was either drink or. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we never dipped. Yeah, I was like, what? But he he told everybody what to do because he knew there were people for a funeral. Like, I like it when they he do was that. Like, I know there are several who are not uh, maybe don't know our strange ways here. This is how we do communion. And this is what you do. And you can come up or you don't have to. Oh, and if you nice. want to come <laughs> up, but you don't want to partake it, you You just want a blessing. Then you take your arms and you cross them. And I'll know not to give you the thing. i feel like preachers should do that at every service yeah. nobody was, no matter has, has where they've ever from. been
1: instructive
2: oh he slight. was so mm. nice yeah. he was like you can either dip or you can take drink it's inclusive tower, mm-hmm. so. he's nice. it's episcopal
1: well either they're my, nice even <laughs> my
2: episcopalian <you> know, <laughs>
1: uh preachers never fathers
2: never said that so. yeah well he he, he is unique oh yeah and the beach vibe, you know, they're oh, well, a little yeah. chill down there. That's <laughs> true. It's on Fort Morgan Road. It's like, <laughs> he's like he's like, ah, oh, you're all right. Yeah, I like <laughs> Claudia. Claudia always loved that about that church. Did yeah. they have wafers?
0: Did they have like little rice wafers or did they have bread?
2: It was flat bread. It was flat bread. He broke it and said the prayers mm-hmm. and then whatever and broke it and broke it and broke it. Like mm-hmm. but it was like a big sheet of very thin
0: mm-hmm.
2: bread of some kind. I don't think it was a wafer.
0: Yeah, I was that well, you'd know I mean, they basically suck all the water out of your mouth. Yeah, no,
2: You put like them on that. their tongue and it they was, dissolve and then they like drink all your water like for that. you. <laughs> it was a very tiny piece that I had, but it was very nice. Yeah. So.
1: Actually, I think the communion that we used to do at the Episcopalian church, I think there was an actual loaf of bread mm-hmm. and they would pinch. Mm. You would pinch yeah. the loaf off or whatever. Off That's the what bread. my grandfather
2: did. Yeah. This was like a sh- just the sheet there. I've done, I've seen bread though. Mm-hmm.
0: I've done all, the, I guess I've done all the things. I've oyster done the crackers. Wafers, I've crust. done oyster crackers. <laughs> I've done the good old pie crust. The best Jesus ever. <laughs> well,
1: see, the Catholics, because I was not a Catholic, the Catholics don't let you do that. Unless you unless are Catholic. You are yeah. Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there are other exclusive. churches that don't
0: there al- are also that don't. say, you know, if you are not yeah. a born a good Christian, you shouldn't come up and... Oh
2: yeah, this church is like, everybody up as you are as it should be well there's also like in the bible LGBTQ priests women priests yeah Uh, Episcopalians are the coolest bonus yeah Whiskeypalians love them (laughs) 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 I do that's what Claudia said she was like a big Episcopalian and that's what she called herself so I can that I guess. I support that. I do too. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. What are we drinking? Cheers. Hello.
2: First. Oh, greeting. hi. Hello,
0: Marleya. Um, hi, Patrice. Hi, Courtney. Hi, hey, Courtney. Hi, everybody. I don't know how much of that is going to end up being in
2: there. Uh, well, cut off we are from- talking about communion because mm-hmm. I did go to the I went to Gulf Shores this week to funeral for Jim. I referenced him last week with the scotch. So I went to the full Episcopal funeral. It was very nice and very welcoming church there and Gulf Shores. And um, we got on that talking about how uh, the communion was given and the bread and the passing of that. Mm. I guess probably because we're drinking our drinks. That's kind of chalice That right? is a chalice this is right a there. Chalice. Yeah. But, uh, in the Catholic Church and Episcopal Church, you get real wine, as far as I understand. Oh, yes. <laughs> for sure. oh yeah, nice and sport. the Methodist sometimes too. But it was grape juice in the Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. Always, always.
0: And it, and, and our crackers were always like the. Uh, why do they always make Jesus so unappealing? I swear store. they're the Oyster grossest crackers. crackers. And like when you you were talking about how like you would you'd pick your little cracker up mm-hmm. and then you'd have to wait for wait. they said the thing and everybody eats them at the same time, but that means while you're waiting for the juice tray to come (laughs) around like everybody's sitting there making all these Uh, stupid faces because they can't get the Uh, shit out of their teeth you know it's like oh my god this oyster cracker is stuck in my molar
2: Well, Jesus, Jerry. get out of my mouth! I know. I never thought that oyster cracker was Jesus.
1: <laughs> well, uh, the whole idea that you're eating Jesus it's is kinda... is just yeah. If we
0: talked about it more, I think it might be frowned upon eventually. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, really, that's what it says, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what it says.
2: My body, just doing <laughs> remembrance of me is what I. Mm-hmm. Said at our pulpit mm-hmm. even though we hardly ever took communion yeah like, some churches don't
0: uh, yeah in Baptist churches especially it it's seemed like, like maybe once a quarter occasions. you would do it yeah, and special occasions and Methodist churches you do it more and in our church that was like our our Baptist church was like we wanted to be Methodist but we weren't mm-hmm. and so the last one that I was at which I loved but um, they they did it I think once every five weeks or something like that it was yeah
2: I feel like I don't know. We didn't do it very often. though. Some churches do like, every
0: week. A lot of yeah. Catholic
2: churches do every week, don't they? I oh think yeah, so. yeah. I think and so, so. Episcopalians I as think well. Episcopalians do because too. it's I'm like, going
0: to
1: hell. I feel like I just spent it <laughs> It's kind of. I think it's like you do communion and then you give them money.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Well, oh. I think it's like the two. I always like connected the two together.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, today could be for wrong. our <laughs> communion for our <laughs> communion <laughs> for our um drink this week of all the years that we've been doing this and as much as everyone knows I love love dill pickles in fact I just canned processed cucumbers today how many how many did you I only (laughs) we ended up with about five quarts because one burst in the canner Mm. it happens son of a bitch so I opened the can I and I thought I heard it pop when I put them down and I was like I think that was the sound you never know how many times you've used the jar and how weak it is and so I thought I heard a pop, but oh, well, I lowered the basket into the big vat of boiling water and my house is 85 degrees (laughs) and let it sit. It was 15 minutes to process, open it up, and there's just dill pickles floating all in the water. I have a picture of it. It was very sad, but so that quart is gone, but I made the rest. And so I'm um, making for the first time after many requests from many Many fans. <laughs> Dill yes. pickle martinis today. Uh. Uh, it's very simple. You can do as I did. Uh, if you have any homemade pickles, I would suggest using some of that brine. I used my Aunt June's recipe, the pickles that I've made um, before with her recipe. So I used about half of that and then half of like a classic brand because it's got that green tint from the turmeric. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just vodka and pickle juice. And I put a little vermouth in my first one, so I would suggest maybe add a dash of that. And Patrice wants me to make one with gin. Yeah, Hendrix, so that's going to be happening soon. So uh, yeah, Yes. we'll try Hendrix next. Mine's almost little... gone, and I don't like pickles.
0: <laughs> Mine is almost gone <laughs> as good. well.
2: And I yeah, is this delicious? There's a homemade pickle floating in it, which there doesn't is. hurt. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. And it's a hurt. hot pickle too. Mm-hmm. Not that hot. Did well, you just get it's the not, hot
0: pickle? No, it's not like it's not a hot like like hot Cheetos <laughs> hot pickle. But it's like it's, it's not just a, a dill pickle; it's got extra. Because oh. I uh,
1: yours isn't. You just pickle those that? with a
2: red pepper in them, a uh, um, habanero, not a habanero, a uh,
1: chili I'm, pepper. I've also been like eating wickles pickles. Uh, yeah. so. mm, those are spicy, spicy. It's so good though. I love pick. I like all things pickled. Never had pickled pig's feet, but I don't think I would be eating
2: pig's feet. Period. So I don't want to pickle it. Are those cooked or are they... I, I don't how even... How does that work? I no don't idea. know. And I just really... the texture and the things and the flesh floating around. Sorry. I just get past
1: it. Oh, oh, I'm I not going to tell you a story
2: from today. I'm not going to tell you. Um,
0: I the can't. What about eggs? Have you ever had pickled eggs? I've not either.
1: I'm against they do it. do have pickled quail's eggs in Johnson's grocery store. Interesting. I've been tempted to try.
2: I mean, I could try an egg, a boiled egg, might not be the worst, but I don't know. I might love it. I might love it, too. I mean, they, like, you always go I to the convenience stores, some.
1: and they have, like, those huge yeah, barrels I mean, like, right? no, like of, like, vats pickled. of eggs. Somebody likes them. Yeah. Because they always have them,
0: mm-hmm. so... I don't know. Let us know your thoughts. I'm gonna bring them pickled quail eggs and make <laughs> them eat them. Hey, don't put it in Jello. <laughs> no, I won't. Oh Though God. I do have multiple egg salad Jello recipes, y'all. At this, <gasps> oh this this is gonna God. be for this this time's B side. We are going to do a Jello reveal because I finally got back on the horse and did a Jello. Damn. So anyway, that's that's later. Later. All right, y'all. Let's get this thing started do you want more strange south every week we can help you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and you can join our facebook fan group fans of the strange south podcast to keep the chat going with our whole creepy community do you have a story idea for us or a story of your own to share email us at stories at South.com plus if you join our patreon you not only help support the podcast you get free swag extras exclusives and a discount on merch you can find links to all these things on our website thestrangesouth.com along with photos links and show notes from every episode strange south t-shirts mugs stickers and other goodies see you there Oh, we didn't press oh, record, so you missed our man. sing-along,
1: and now you just it, we can't get that back. <sighs> you missed it. Mm-hmm. I know y'all are, like, upset. Everybody's like, damn. Mm-hmm. Can't see. Mm-hmm. Fucking getting old, y'all. Getting Ooh. old.
0: Fucking sucks. Courtney, did you put anything different in this one, or was it still just vodka and pickle
2: brine? Same. So might it have been, been a different... I it's good. Yeah, yeah, it I mean, they're both good. A different ratio yeah. of the homemade versus the i absolutely
1: love and i could honestly have like a bowl of pickles Mm -hmm, right here and eat while i drink this with the gin the hendrix we fast forward and we're
2: already at the gin drink we're already (laughs) at the gin drink
1: exactly and i was just saying that i probably (laughs) should not have drank as much as (laughs) i have got so much information (sighs) y'all recap let's, let's get started okay Oh my god, I have become obsessed with this delusional evil couple that I've been studying. And I have been studying this y'all. It's it's I'm obsessed a bit with it. Um not so much them as humans, but more them as like a lack of human mm. and their psychology. Um this is not a southern story. It is rooted in extreme religious belief and cultish behavior which if you didn't listen to um one for episode 140 before this, you need to go back and look or listen. Don't look. I guess you could look. Nothing to look at. <laughs> uh, but that's why I'm talking about this is because I'm, I'm very much like cults baffle and fascinate me at the yeah. same time. But this is so unbelievable. I don't even have the words and it pisses me off. And it's like so many of these people fucking pissed me off so hardcore um and i didn't even know it was happening while it was happening you know it's very recent uh i caught just a little bit as it was going on but i really didn't pay it much attention but these people are just so grotesque and i don't think it's just my personal bias to call out both of the seemingly docile people and i'm talking about lori Vallow and chad Daybell, and like I said, if you if you're kind of confused, go back and listen to episode uh, 140 because this is part two of the uh, Doomsday Duo that I'm talking about. But just to kind of give you a quick recap, and I'm gonna put a list of everything I've listened to like this week alone, I have probably listened to 30 hours of podcast. Damn, um, mm-hmm. just on um, this couple. There's so much information out there right now. It's a dark what-the-fuck hole that I have been down. So like I said, Lori Vallow, Daybell, is the doomsday mom. And if you haven't heard of her, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She's a California girl. She grew up in a Mormon home, Church of Latter-day Saints, LDS home, but California style. So I hate to kind of give labels, but if you think of California and you think of, like, Mormons, they kind of seem opposite. But she was like the California version of the LDS, where tans and appearances and money made the difference. She's a She was a beautiful blonde. She is a beautiful blonde. She's vivacious, good-natured, seemingly good-natured. She was a good mom. At least that's what everybody would say, and that's what they saw of her. And she was like on fucking Will of Fortune. What? She was on Will of Fortune. And she was also like some kind of beauty queen. Like she did a beauty pageant thing when she was like Mrs. Whatever. So, you know, that was kind of like a per alley thing. But however, she was also she'd been married five times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the, like the last week, it was you were talking about she had had her last husband killed. Right. Right. Right, so you know, married five times in California is not necessarily, I think, a red flag, but uh, it's it is kind of a red flag. So outwardly, she did all the mom thing. She was like the perfect wife, the perfect friend, the perfect uh, mother. She had a son, Colby, which is her eldest with husband number two, and then she had a daughter, Tylee, with husband number three, and then she adopted J.J. Vallow with her husband number four, Charles Charles Vallow. J.J. was autistic and a special needs kid. And he is actually the grand nephew of her fourth husband, Charles. So it gets a little complicated. So we're dealing with Mormons here, which <laughs> they have a lot of kids. Okay. It's like everybody has a lot of kids. Uh, birth control is, is like, not a thing i was listening to something today and i think they called it fuck what did they call it they were like the quiver quiver yeah quiverness quiver quiverful. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of almost a slang term or a a not like a i forgot what they said about it but it's basically means like to have as much many kids as possible as the lord will let you is that and,
2: not like is that quiver like from it's a like arrow, bow arrows. and arrow. Yeah, it's yes. the
1: quiver that holds your arrows. So you want as
0: many yeah. arrows as possible.
1: Right. So that was their, their philosophy. So there's a lot of players in play. And in our show notes, I will put a link and I'll actually add a picture of like this whole diagram. Because you really have to look at the diagram to understand where everybody sits in this whole tragedy. And it is a tragedy. So Lori is also a 144,000 believer, which meaning that she thinks that she is part of like the chosen ones or one of the cho- top of the chosen ones. Once the you know, second coming of Christ and, and all the biblical things I'm not even going to go into, because first of all, I can't just like rattle it off because I don't know it very well. But it's basically like once the end of the world happens, there's only going to be like 144 people that are. 144,000. Thank you. (laughs) 144,000
2: people. very select group, 144 Mm -hmm.
1: only. Yes. Very. Yeah. Screwed. Um, I'm screwed. And they're part. Yeah, me too. I'm screwed. I'll be right there with you in screwed town. But this is part of like the prepared people's movement also, which is also kind of a cult. And it's very large within the LDS community, or it's kind of an offshoot of um, the LDS community. And Lori believe is uh, Chad DeBell, which I, I don't think I really got much into Chad DeBell. I hate that name. Mm-hmm. DeBell, mm-hmm. DeBell. Mm-hmm. Believe that the apocalypse was July twenty second, twenty twenty. All right. So I think when we left off, well, let me get back and just talk about Chad DeBell real quickly. Chad DeBell was an author who wrote about the apocalypse and the 144,000. He is married to Tammy. They have five kids because quiverful and they live in Rexburg, Idaho. And two years, so we're talking about 2019, about two years before then, uh, Lori goes to a religious conference and she meets Chad because she's read all of his books. And the first thing that Chad tells her is that they have been married many times before in their past life, which, like, that is one hell of a pickup line. (laughs) (laughs) And she falls for it hook, line, and sinker. And so they start texting, and she is fangirling so hard on him, and soon afterwards, an affair starts. He is, Chad is a self-proclaimed prophet. He and Lori are... They think that they are the leaders, are going to be the leaders of the 144 and that they have godlike powers. They're supposed to go out and find the people to go to the New uh, Jerusalem or whatever it is. Again, I don't know a lot of like religious doctrine and stuff, but this is all of what I've read. And also, they're supposed to rid the world of zombies, which I did say the word zombie (laughs) right there. Chad is basically, you know, the head honcho prophet, the one who assigns people on a scale of light or dark, good or bad. If you're bad, the worse you are, the closer you are to becoming a zombie. And then once he assigns you a certain number, then bam, you're a zombie. So once you get on the zombie list, it means that you're no longer human and therefore they can take you out. Or they're supposed to take you out, which relates a lot to the movie that I made more like I watch, which is the (laughs) the fragility, frailty, 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 not fragility, (laughs) frailty. So I've barely scratched the surface of all of this, where this comes from. And you know, what's going on, but I'm going to do my best to kind of wrap this up as quickly as possible. And I'll leave it to you if you're interested in any of this to follow up. Like I said, you too can spend 30 hours in mm-hmm. one week going down this rabbit hole. So it is July 2019, picking up where we last left off. Charles, her fourth husband, is dead, shot by her brother, Alex Cox. So in August of 2019, Colby Ryan, who is her oldest son, uh, talks to his mom, Lori, who is the doomsday mom, and she tells him that she's going to move and start a new job, but she didn't want to tell him where. And then his contact with his mom and his sister, uh, Tylee, drops off. So Tylee, there's three kids that Lori is in contact with basically. And it really is just two. So Ryan, sorry, I always call him Ryan. Colby (laughs) is her oldest son. And he's, you know, he's off in college. He's older. He's not living in the family unit. But there's two other uh, children that is living with Lori after Charles is murdered. But at this time, they think that he was just killed. Her her brother killed him in self-defense. So it's, it's very great. And talking about the killing and self-defense, there's there's so much video, y'all, like police cam videos of this whole situation, so many text messages, there's so much communication in this case. It's it's almost overwhelming. So you can watch, if you watch the documentary, you can see like when the police go in and they find her brother after he shot Charles. And Lori took JJ and Tylee. Took JJ to school. Tali was with her. They ran through like Burger King. And then they went somewhere like maybe Target and bought some flip flops and then came back. And the police were like, and this is all after he had been shot. Mm -hmm. So instead of like going, oh, my God, what the fuck? And start planning like, you know, and and hanging around to figure out what's going on and planning funeral arrangements and all this stuff. They went shopping and like got a big gulp kind of thing. And they came back, and you can see her, and she is like laughing and flirting with the cops when she comes back to the crime scene of the supposedly self defense uh, killing of Charles Vallo.
2: Mm.
1: All right. So, and again, Charles is her fourth husband. In August, Laurie also returns JJ's special trained service dog to the trainer, and in August. JJ's grandmother, who's also Charles's sister. Again, I'll provide a family tree or whatever. Kay Woodcock, she loses touch with JJ. So Kay Woodcock, Kay and Larry Woodcock live in Louisiana and they they would FaceTime JJ all the time. And Charles and Lori had adopted JJ as one of their own. So once Charles is dead, uh, JJ stays with Lori and Lori, like that's his adopted mother. And so Being the grandmother, they would like, you know, FaceTime and stuff. But in August, she had a really hard time getting a hold of JJ. And then she would ask, you know, Lori, where JJ is. And either she would just give her some excuse or she just wouldn't answer her phone. In September, Kay doesn't really know, like, they lose all contact with JJ. She doesn't know where they are. She doesn't have access to J.J. anymore. She reaches out constantly, like she emails, she voice smells, she texts, she phone calls, whatever. But she never gets any response. And Kay and Larry Woodcock, they live in Louisiana. I can't remember if I said that already. Yeah. All right. So September 3rd, Lori enrolls J.J. into the Kennedy Elementary School in Rexburg, Idaho. So they moved from Arizona to Idaho. But they really like they didn't tell her son. Colby, that they had moved up to Rexburg. Rexburg happens to be where Chad DeBell, DeBell, fuck, Day, De, DeBell, yeah, DeBell. <laughs> Daybell. you've De-bell. been saying Daybell or DeBell. DeBell. Daybell <laughs> lives. Like five days later, Tylee and JJ visit Yellowstone Park. And we know this because there is a picture of Tylee and JJ. And Tylee is like got JJ, like she's holding him and and you know it's kind of protective and then there's Alex who is their uncle and Lori's brother um in the background and this is the last time anyone saw Tally September 23rd 2019 JJ is last seen at his elementary school in Rexburg Idaho the next day Lori unenrolls JJ from the elementary school saying that she plans to homeschool JJ so during this time if you are not in Lori's like immediate inner circle, then you really didn't know where she was, what she was doing, what the plans were. Next month, October 9th, 2019, Tammy Debell calls 911 because someone is shooting at her with what yeah. she believes is a paintball gun in the driveway of her home. So Tammy DeBell is Chad's wife. So remember Chad? And Lori are currently having an affair. Chad still married. Lori's current husband is dead, killed by her brother. Keep everybody straight. October nineteenth, ten days later, Tammy Daybell dies mm-hmm. suddenly in her sleep at the age of forty-nine, mm-hmm. and her death is ruled natural causes. <laughs> Natural causes of poison. And and, well, there is a 911 call, and you can listen to this online of Chad calling in and saying that, you know, he found his wife dead, and he claimed that she had been sick, and she had a coughing fit, and that she just simply passed away after being so sick. However, a few hours before Tammy died, Chad text
2: Lori. I was going to say we're getting into COVID-19 just so we're Well, that's true. This is true. That's
1: true. (laughs) This is true. But this is still 2019. So this is before anything is official with COVID-19 in in October. So a few hours before Tammy died, Chad texts Lori that Tammy had become a zombie and was Uh possessed by a demon named
2: Viola. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't use her name and thing Um, like that. No, right? viola viola no. no way so
1: tammy was buried <laughs> three days later damn and not cremated though no not mm-hmm, cremated okay. buried there was an interview and i think it's because and i may be wrong well, hell we I bury just,
2: people within two days around here i mean talking though. out my ass
1: but <laughs> i don't think like uh mormons cremate oh, okay. i think they bury, okay. and they were all lds um but there, yeah, and we do bury the people kind of quickly, but it, it was very, yeah, very quickly yeah. because there were. I think even though there were some people in town, there was a lot of people out of town, which usually you give consideration mm-hmm, to like the yeah, main fame. But- right. But there's an interview with Heather DeBell, who is Chad's sister-in-law, who I absolutely fucking love her. <laughs> there's a great interview with her, which she is part of my 30 hours this week mm-hmm. to listen to. And she was saying how like when they found out like Tammy died from out of the blue all of a sudden and they lived like a couple of doors down, they like had to hightail it back for the funeral and Chad wouldn't like pause the funeral. He's like, no, Mm. she's she's going in the ground in three days, you know, come if you want to. Something similar happened in my family recently.
2: Right. Mm. Yeah. It was like chop chop. Not the one I just talked about. No, (laughs) no.
1: Like a week later, after Tammy was buried, uh, Chad visited a couple in his LDS ward. Again, they have like, I am I, I don't understand. It's very structured how they have things set up. But he visited this couple, the Gilberts, and he told them that he had met this woman. It's a week later, y'all. So a week later, he had met this woman. He was going to marry. Oh, my, oh my
2: God. God. And said
1: that she was Couldn't young, wait, huh? very beautiful. And a few days later, Chad brought Laurie over to meet them. And Alice Gilbert said Chad was very affectionate. So they're acting like teenagers in front of this couple. A week after his wife died. A week after his wife died, and I'm sure they invite him over as just like you know, well, his wife just died. We'll invite over the widow, give him company and stuff like that. But he had apparently had moved on. Um, (laughs) And she says, she says. It was abnormal for us to see Chad that way. His arms was all around her. He had his arms over her legs. She was giggling and laughing. Uh, She said, for my husband and I, we were embarrassed just because we had never seen Chad that way. They looked like teenagers. Hmm. Also, just kind of a brief sidebar as far as like what the fuck these people did for a living. Chad was a fucking graveyard sextant oh
2: we know what those are we learned about it so yeah he he dug graves
1: he dug graves that was his job until he became a quote unquote art author (laughs) (laughs) and then um the main breadwinner of the house was was his wife yeah and she was a school librarian Mm, damn so they was poor with five kids Jeez, right Hey, yeah, yeah. However, Chad took out a bunch of insurance mm-hmm. right before Tammy died, and so we'll talk about that soon. So they were talking about uh, the Gilberts were talking about how this was weird, and that Lori told the Gilberts that her husband died recently of a heart
2: attack, and Chad told the Gilberts that oh uh, yeah, heart attack. She told people that mm-hmm. instead of murdered by my brother, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never so heard heart attack if I
2: got shot, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah sure. I mean, did.
1: either or,
2: you know, we were out buying
1: flip-flops. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Lori also told the Gilberts that, um, I'm sorry, Chad told the Gilberts that Lori had recently lost a daughter. So. Um, oh, my. Back. This is October of 2019
0: that she had lost a daughter. So nobody else has said anything about Tylee being
1: missing. Well, that's the thing about it is that Tylee's dad was already dead. Mm -hmm. And so she really didn't have much family other than Lori. Even like school
2: or something? And the man that brought her up was dead because... Her biological father was dead, and her stepfather and who her stepfather raised her was her dead. dead. Yeah. And her mother moved her to another state and exactly. told everybody they moved, so nobody was looking for A- her that where is. she grew up. That's exactly. awful. Exactly, and
1: Tolly, and she would, like anybody, would ask about Because they were in Arizona her.
2: most of the time, and now they're in Idaho. Mm-hmm. You got it, girl. <laughs> oh, I'm good with <laughs> Yeah. You got this. Yeah, so so she sits there. She does math in her so head. She's sorry, like, "How many I'm years so was counting this?" how old? Oh no, no. She's a teenager, she's a 16 year like, old. Yeah, and he's what, like 10 or 12 or something? I think he's like seven. Okay, he's six or seven. Younger. Yeah,
1: way younger. Like 10 years younger. But anybody asks about Tommy, and they're like, oh, well, she's going to Brigham Young there in Idaho mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Brigham. Idaho's next
2: to Utah, right? Like or close, Utah so yeah. Utah. Or whatever. Yeah. All, it's all... up there near. It's, it's not it's... great with that part of the country. <laughs> uh, same. I know what Idaho looks like. Same. Shape. Okay. Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Potatoes. <laughs> so and check. Yellowstone is up there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and they
1: had their picture taken at Yellowstone mm-hmm. earlier. So Chad had told, you know, that Lori would recently lost a daughter. And she's like, I just had the impression that Lori had no other children and that she was an empty nester. And she's like, and I thought the daughter who died was like the older daughter and died of cancer or illness or something. So they were telling lives left and right. So all this time, again, a couple of months have gone by. Kay Woodcock, who is the grandmother of J.J., Nobody's looking for Tylee, mm-hmm. but they're looking for JJ. Kay's looking for JJ. And she's been trying to track down Lori. She's also been looking for Lori because mm-hmm. Lori's not been returning emails, texts, calls or whatever. So she calls for a wellness check in Arizona, not knowing that Lori has already fucking moved. Mm-hmm. And so in November 18th of 2019, like at 430 in the morning, Kay says that she just got this weird feeling so that she should check her computer. So she goes to her computer and she sees that Charles's like Gmail account is on her computer, so I don't know if he like came there and just like logged in to his Gmail while he was visiting and stuff. And he also gave her like all of like, his passwords, because here's something too. Before Charles died, like maybe four or five months before Charles died, Lori went in and changed all of his passwords. Mm-hmm. And she pay- changed the login to his insurance. Like his will, so he stuff. couldn't make any changes, or? so he couldn't make any changes because at first he had his will going to or his insurance being paid out to Lori, and then he went back in and, and had he did change it and it, changed right? it yeah. to Kay. So Kay, and, and he was worried because he said, told Kay and everybody else that would listen, bless his heart, that if I turn up dead, it's Lori and her brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she had all of this information, so she logs in and she sees. And his email that there's a confirmation email from Amazon that's addressed to Rexburg. Mm-hmm. And so she contacts a private investigator and they search like the browsing history of Amazon and all that. And they see that Charles, her dead brother, has bought a beach wedding dress, <laughs> a bathing suit, a man's large white linen top and pants, and a malachite wedding ring or malachite mm-hmm. wedding rings, and that they were ordered October second. So this was and November delivered 18th to Rexburg and delivered to Rexburg. So she's like, oh, well, they're in fucking Rexburg. Lori's in fucking Rexburg. Having a beach wedding? What mm.
2: the hell? In Idaho, Idaho <laughs> beach we, wedding. We will get there. I was going to say the new destination, it sounds like, because it ain't going to be in the beach in Idaho. That's right. We will get there. I don't there. know a lot about up there, but <laughs> pretty well I landlocked. know much. <laughs> it might be on a lake, but it might be on a lake, but it's
1: not. So November 26th, so Right a little bit after Thanksgiving, the Rexburg police, she calls the Rexburg police to do a welfare check to find JJ because we're the fucking kids, Lori, right? They go, the police go and they observe Chad DeVille and Alex Cox unloading a pickup. So Detective uh, Hermolissi, I'm sure I fucked that up. <laughs> inquired about Lori's about, or whereabouts. He's like, walks up and he's like, hey, you know, cause this is the address where the rings went to. He's like, where's Lori and who the fuck are y'all? And where the fuck is JJ? And her brother Alex goes, oh, he's in Louisiana with the oh, grandmother. yeah, And he's like, mm, I don't not so much. Think so because the grandmother's the one that's looking for him. And so then he's like, Where's Lori? And they're like, Lori's not here. And they're like, well, do you have Lori's phone number? And they fucking him and Hall, like, This is his brother and doesn't have her phone number. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, I don't have her phone number. And they're going like, oh, bullshit. Yeah. I was like, smell a rat. Mm-hmm. And so he claims not to have Lori's phone number. What? And finally, he gives it over. Somebody gives it over. They attempt to contact Lori and no one answers
2: I mean, I wouldn't either. Like, not yeah. blaming her for that. Like, yeah. no number songs. one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? Yeah,
1: same things. Like, police, I'm not fucking answering <laughs> that. <laughs> Hermosillo uh, intercepts Chad as he was leaving and questions him about last time he saw JJ. And Chad's like, I don't know these people. He's like, I barely oh know my no god. More. Oh, I'm I don't what? know these people. Um And so the detective, bless his heart, was pretty like insistent. He finally gets Lori's cell phone number from Chad and um he's like, hey, and this is on fucking audio, y'all. This is why I like deep like there's so much recorded stuff on this whole incident that it's just fucking gobsmacking, crazy fuck shit. <laughs> that I just can't even I just can't even with these people gobsmacking crazy fuck it so he's like he's like the detective goes hey aren't you like DeBell? that sounds familiar aren't you the guy whose wife just died and he's like oh yeah that's that's me and stuff but the detectives knew at this time that there was some bullshit mm-hmm. going on I hope so that would be very good detectives <sighs> if not. right so instead of like they were going to obtain a warrant, um, but instead, they got a call from Lori who agreed to like that. She was like, yeah, come on over. I got nothing to hide. Allegedly, Lori told the detectives that her son JJ was with their friend Melanie Gibb, who she started the podcast with from our first mm-hmm. episode Okay, um, in Arizona. So he's back in Arizona because he liked it better there because uh, Melanie has also
2: a child with Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's, autism. Autism. So, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> autism. And said, like, so they call Melanie. Like, they're sitting there and they're, they're like, like, okay. How well, does she not think like, what's What's Melanie's number? Should she? And so they're like, okay, hold on. They call. And of course, Melanie doesn't answer. She's like, oh, yeah, that's right. They probably went to go see Frozen too what and so and of course this whole conversation is on tape you can listen to it too as well she has to know that she's like so fucked right so they had called melanie like as soon as the police showed up the day before they called melanie and they're like look the police are going to call you do not answer wait who like they called her friend, Melanie, like Chad and
0: like Chad, Chad and Chad and Chad oh, and they had called. called Melanie and said, don't answer.
1: Right. Oh, Shit. wow. This is going to last. Right.
2: <laughs> There's planes now. And, and so like,
1: the, uh, the police Internet. <laughs> right. The police call and, <laughs> and she doesn't answer. And I think she even lied to the police. I think I finally got a hold of her. And I think she did lie to the police. Say he was there. And then she Uh-oh. called back a couple of days later and confessed that JJ was never with her and that Lori had instructed her to lie. Yeah, about because you feel like an asshole, right? And she... Yeah. Well, don't get me started about oh, Melanie. Mm, okay. okay. And Lori had also told Melanie to take photos of random children at the movie theater as a decoy. Oh. Like they wouldn't be able to pick JJ
2: out. Also like... <laughs> what the <laughs> this is so not this funny is but the it's stupidest so best plan ever this is an eighteen-nineteen plan it is not a 2019 plan No, it'd be really hard to take all those photos with the big I going mean, off. you know what i mean like oh, it's oh, like no. it They're... takes forever for communication to get around them mm-hmm. like they can find out within a matter of minutes or hours sure. like Chad and Lori are
1: deities. they delusional. Mm-hmm. And the end of the world is coming. So they're like, none as of as as this,
0: hold out. As none as of, of this lie, matters. None yeah. of this
1: matters. None of this makes a difference. So the very next day, the Rexburg police serve a search warrant to Chad and Lori's residence, which they Good. were staying in apartment. But the couple had disappeared. Oh, everything Lord. had been, most everything had been removed from the apartments. However, in the garage, they discovered a ghillie suit, which is like a camouflage suit that you would wear, ample ammunition, a rifle, a handgun, rope, duct tape, duct tape, and ver- uh, several silencers.
0: So you're you OK. So you know that you're running from the police and yet you leave like your super suit shit in the garage. Mm. Like,
1: what? I am telling you, th- that whole statement of just the oh gobsmacked, oh fucknoid, my God. <laughs> fucktitude of
2: this. Fucktitude. They left and got married on the Caribbean, didn't they? They went to the beach. Did they go back to Hawaii?
1: So the police <laughs> also found emails from Chad DeBell. 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 How's it Debell. Spelled? It's DeBell. Spelled D-A. like fucking DeBell. Oh, DeBell. <laughs> DeBell. Dave bell is his name so then. they found several books <laughs> written by him yes. hazmat white suits uh rental agreement for a expert storage unit and of course they tried to contact Lori and chad and nobody was answering are there dead people in the storage unit nobody was dead they couldn't find any dead people. okay
0: well that's positive
1: so december 6 2019 and nobody knows nobody fucking knows about this yet uh, it's when Melanie, so like shortly after they did all of this, December 6th, Melanie calls the police and tells them all about like her lie and that JJ's not with her. But they're kind of already like, yeah, we knew that. that <laughs> right. And December 11th, Tammy DeBell's looking suspicious as fuck now. Wait, Tammy's her dead. death?
2: Her death. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: So Tammy Chad's wife, who died, her last... death is looking suspicious. Her death. Yeah. she's not, not looking suspicious. Sorry, yes, sorry, <laughs>
0: she's looking suspiciously dead. She's she is looking gone. suspiciously bless. dead. Yes, bless her. bless
1: her. She's already buried three days afterwards, <sighs> but her body is exhumed because yeah. they're like, this is just weird. Mm-hmm. And the medical examiner, upon second go around, says that Tammy Daybell. Died at the hands of another end oh, of asphyxiation. So they strangled her or put a pillow over her head? Something. Oh, my God. And then, so that was December 11th. And y'all, I will put the, t- the timeline just as like the genealogy of all these people. If you're confused right now, it is okay. It's
2: just I bl- within weeks, though. It, all it's, this is- everything
1: is within weeks. I'll put up links to the timeline and to like who everybody is if you're interested in this. Which I hopefully that you are because it's still going on and we'll talk about that. But the day after Alex Cox passed away. Uh, the day after
2: what? The
0: but he's body. the
1: henchman. The, the day after Tammy Daniels' body is exhumed. exhumed. So oh, the guy—that's the brother, that the brother Charles, third husband. Oh, so that was his the husband. picture. <laughs> yeah, that was in the picture with the kids, mm-hmm. and that has basically been deemed as Lori's protector. So you think he killed everybody so far? <gasps> mm-hmm. So December twentieth, the police finally announce to the whole wide world, to the media and everybody, that JJ and Tylee are missing. And that their disappearance is possibly linked to a suspicious death of Tammy DeBell, and of course there is no Laurie or Chad, so they're looking for Laurie and Chad, nowhere to be found. But of course, you know Laurie and Chad are deities at this point, and they uh, Chad has already proclaimed himself as part of the Godhead. He's part of the Holy Trinity.
0: Wow! Oh, Holy Spirit. I'm pretty so, sure there's no extra room in there. It's
1: like father, son, Not and
0: leave it to Beaver, right? <laughs> like a father, son, and three and a half, right? <laughs> exactly three, three and a half. <laughs> Holy Spirit. <when>
1: <laughs> and he's he's basically at this time he's calling himself, you know, the second coming of Christ. What the hell?
0: At least to Lori, I is. shouldn't be laughing. I know this is. I I feel bad because this is somebody's like. Mm-hmm. somebody's family in somebody's life it's it's so it's ridiculous and awful you should awful. laugh at him though that would be though a, how awful would that be though to be the family member of somebody who like was victimized by someone that was this just and asinine and where are his kids
2: there's five of them and the, his wife is dead right well they went along with their dad oh. what so everybody's I, missing I don't I know don't the couple know. and the five kids the, well the five kids have kind of already grown and out uh, of the okay. uh, okay. house okay. they okay.
1: older they're oh, older. They're okay. not. They're not young. Phew. There's no young kids. Just Tyli t- and JJ are the only young uh, kids. That was like God. Right. Where are the rest of the kids? Did they kill them all? Oh my God! Right. Um. But Chad and Lori obviously are above law. Chad is for sure. But the media gets involved. Involved. Um. Mm. JJ and Tyli's photos are everywhere, which is where I remember seeing. Like once that started out, I remember seeing their photos, but not really paying attention to the story. So January uh, 25th of twenty fifth of twenty twenty, still not into COVID yet. The Kauai Police Department served Lori a notice mm. that she must produce JJ Tali to the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare or the Rexburg police within five days. And there is fucking video of this and the Kauai, which is in Hawaii. They are. There's the beach. Mm-hmm. That's where the mm-hmm. rings and all that. So the video is. Because they had lived there before. Mm-hmm. They had, the she last, had lived there before. With her. Right. With fourth, her, fourth, her fourth husband. Yeah. Correct. Charles, who was murdered. And so sh- they walk up. They are poolside. Lori's in a bathing suit. Chad's in a bathing suit. They're all tan. Chad's like lost 20 pounds. Is all like, you know, looking way less leave it to Beaver than <laughs> you know, he was previously. And they serve her with this, and she just sits there, and they're like, so do you understand what this is? And she doesn't really reply much or anything. But, you know, they're sitting there living their best life. Like, they have no cares, by the pool, and they're tanned. And then five days later, of course, Lori misses the 5 p.m. deadline to produce J.J. and Tylee. Kay Woodcott, J.J.'s grandmother, holds a news conference and expresses her disappointment. And at this point, everybody's like, where's the kids, Lori? And it's like the news is coming, the reporters, the, the, you know, everybody is like, anytime they see them, they're like all up in their faces going, where's the kids, Lori? And she just blows them off and she's smiling and laughing. And she's just, there's not a care in the world. Um, And it's just so really you're distraught, mm-hmm. like watching mm-hmm. this. On February twentieth, twenty twenty, police in Kauai arrest Lori on a five million dollar warrant for Madison County. Aye. She is charged with two felony counts of desertion and non-support of dependent children. She was charged with resisting officers, criminal solicitation, and contempt of court. <laughs> I don't know what the fucking criminal solicitation. That's what I was wondering. Means. What was the criminal solicitation? There is, um, there is video of Lori when Charles was killed of her saying very inappropriate things to the cops, like mm-hmm. talking about like how big his gun is, kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like on the day, mm-hmm. hours away after her husband being shot. That's just the stupidest thing. Like, have some sense. Obviously, you're going to do crime. Jesus. So that was back. She was arrested back in February 20th. And I'm pretty sure Chad was, too. I'm not sure when Chad was arrested. I think he was arrested later on, actually. I think it was at the same time as Lori. So June 9th, 2020. So we're into the summer at 7 a.m. A search warrant was served at Chad's home. That's right. Chad was not arrested at this time. Lori was in jail. So they're back in Idaho. So it's the police, the FBI, the sheriff's office. Um, Serve this warrant at Chad's home. Chad has like property, and within hours, the remains of JJ and oh, Tali were no. discovered buried on the property. <laughs> so, here's a little bit of warning if, if you're sensitive um, or triggered to stuff like that, stuff like this, which, oh my God. So, Tali's remains were found in a pet cemetery near a fire pit. She had been brutally dismembered and burned. Oh my God. J.J.'s remains were found <sighs> near a pond. There was a bag over his head no. and he had been duct taped from like his chin up to his nose. Jesus. On Chad's property. So while they were searching before they had found the bodies, Chad called Lori and told her that officers were searching the property. Lori asked if they had seized anything. And Chad said, no, they're just searching so soon after that call, Chad told Lori to call her attorney. And is she not in jail still.
2: I mean, five hundred or five million. Five million is she's still in jail. You got a bond out for five hundred thousand. But then, that right? was she for probably, child. Yeah, like she probably needed a call because for, the charges
0: are going to change. Yeah. yeah.
2: So as oh, soon I as see. they found the kids, like, so she's still in jail, and he's like, "Hey, they're searching. You better get. You better. Get ready." And so are they going to lay all this there. on her brother? Go ahead. They they they
1: they um, Charles uh, Charles Chad stayed there because the cop was like saying like Chad is here and he's watching and, and the, the not the cop but the detective. And he was watching Chad because he was making sure that he wasn't going anywhere while they were searching. And as soon as they found the bodies Chad gets in his car and he fucking takes off. Uh, And of course, they are like right behind them and they pull him over. And of course, he pulls over with the light. So it's not like getting, you know, far. And then they arrest him. Right. On May 24th, 2021, a grand jury indicts Chad and Lori on several new felony charges, including first degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder.
2: On May 12th of this year, a 12 member jury. 2023. 2023, 2023. they found the bodies in June of 2020. Yeah,
1: so a couple so like 2 and years. And then they
2: arrested them a year later. Well,
1: they, or they took no the, they, they convicted already were, them. Yeah. they convicted them. They yeah. arrested them. So they are in jail. And then now And then 2 years later COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's because of COVID, right? So 2 years later on May 12th of this year, a 12-member jury unanimously found Lori uh Vallo de Bell guilty on all charges um uh, which were Basically, murder conspiracy or first degree murder. Hold on, let me let me read this. Two counts of first degree murder in the death of her children, Tali and Ryan, Tali Ryan, and JJ Vallow. Three counts of conspiracy to commit to commit first degree murder in the deaths of her children and grand theft uh, related to the social security survivors benefits that she was collecting from husband number three and husband number four. Oh. Mm that she was getting. So they tried Lori first and she was found guilty. And then Chad Daybell's trial is scheduled for April 2024. Lori's sentence is sentencing. They took the death penalty off for Lori. Her sentencing is set for the end of this month, July 31st. And, like I said, she will not face the death penalty, but Chad DeBell's trial is set for April 2024, and his is still open for the death penalty.
0: I'm not really sure what the, like, why would that be off for one and not for another, but... I don't. I mean, I don't generally believe in the death penalty, anyways. It's so. about
2: bargaining. the yeah, I'm but sure. Jesus but it's the Christ, to some, sure, Idaho, whatever. I just the the thing are.
0: that gets me is like those are her. Well, JJ's not her blood right. relative, but she totally. created this other child. Right. Like the idea that somebody could do that is just.
1: It will, and I think it also has to do with when they were killed. Well, okay when when they found JJ and he had the tape around him, they found Lori's hair stuck to the duct tape. Jesus Christ. And they found... DNA or a thumbprint or something from Alex Cox. Yeah. That's
0: what I was going to say. I was wondering if they were going to throw him under the bus and say that he was the one that did it all.
1: But they also dead, found. So. They but found I wondered Chad, if they killed him. They found Chad. Well, mm-hmm. they found Alex, like his phone. They traced his phone and found that the day that they were murdered, like they were murdered separately. Tylee was murdered first. And then like a couple of weeks later, JJ was murdered or, or sometime afterwards, JJ was murdered. They murdered Tolly first and they they have text where Chad texted Tammy, who was still alive at the time, saying, oh, I shot a raccoon on our property and I'm going to bury it in the pet oh, cemetery. And I'm also God. burning some <gasps> leaves and stuff. Uh, so if you smell something, that's what it is.
2: So that was Tali." That he was talking about. Jesus. So they have record. They of have him, that to tie to, her. Yeah, and they can tie that with like time of death, like how right. long she. Mm-hmm. And then they
1: have like Alex's phone saying that he was on the property the day after the last time that JJ was saw. So they can tie, and Alex is already dead, but they just found like one hair. That was Lori. So they can't really like they don't have Lori there other than that hair. And I think that's why they can't really pursue the death penalty with her, Mm. Um, because I think she maybe has an alibi, but not very sure. Oh, my God. It's so fucked up. It is so fucked up, y'all. So. I'm putting those dates on my calendar because I'm definitely following this now yeah. that I know about it. Um, the podcast that I've been like down the rabbit hole that gives all this y'all, this is so much more involved and complicated than I've even talked about. If you're going like, what? It's even more like what <laughs> than you would ever th- think. But there is a Damn. fucking fantastic podcast out there called Hidden, a True Crime Podcast. And the reason it is so good is because it's hosted by a forensic psychologist. Oh. Dr. John Mathias and his wife, who is an investigative journalist, Lauren Mathias. Mathias. And this, the Debe- the Daybell, Debell, <laughs> yeah. the Daybell case was their first podcast that they have done. And Dr. John, he gives, he's like, this is all like, what is it called when you're just, it's not official, but it's like we're speculating. He's like, this is all speculation, but because he works with like criminals and this is like part of his his criminal behaviors and stuff Mm -hmm. and this is all part of his profession. He sits there and he breaks down like all of, he analyzes all of the people and all of the situations and all of the families and he goes back into like, Where Lori came from, where Chad came from, and they talk to cousins, they talk about the upbringing. And what caused, like, these two seemingly innocent people to create such this heinous web of just Mm -hmm. lies and confusion and, like, fantasy. Mm. It's like, it's so... It's a fantastic podcast and it's what I listen to most of this week. And there's there's like 45 episodes and they're all like over an hour each. Wow. So I would definitely recommend um, all of our fans to go check them out. You will not be disappointed, but you'll be disgusted and you'll be mad and you'll be pissed off at all the things. But that is the end. Oh, damn. um, The case right now, as far as we know. God bless them, sweet little children, and sweet little babies. Those sweet. other fuckers and, can just burn in hell. Oh my God! Um, coming up for side B, we'll I'll talk go into a little bit more of the timeline and some of the text between oh. Lori and Chad. Gross. During this time, yeah. I will lighten it up with Jello. Yeah, <laughs> and then I need a palate cleanser <laughs> yeah. because this is like we'll be talking about like. I don't know. Maybe I'll do a Bigfoot alien.
2: Grave <laughs> <then find>, uh, <laughs> like, uh, story. I, shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Bless thanks. Those you. children. and, and uh, their grandparents. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. Absolutely. All people loved them. I know. Mm. Bless them so much. And fuck the adults that were around them that yeah. said fucking nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck y'all. Oh, thanks everybody mm-hmm. else for listening. I <laughs> <We> appreciate you. <laughs> Bye. Bye y'all. <laughs>